Welcome back, everybody, to an episode of Murder Blows. An episode, another episode. Um, hold on to your butts, kids. <laughs> yeah, Sasha's going to take us back to Australia, and I'm not going to say the R word uh, again. Uh, yeah, it's really crazy, and you will get that joke uh, later. <laughs> I hope everyone's trying not to giggle. I'm Violet, uh, as always, with the bad jokes, and I'm joined tonight by my lovely co-host... Cody and the Upside Down. Maisie. <laughs> and Sasha. Alright, guys. Uh, let's roll the intro music. We're awake. <clears throat> How is everybody? Hello. Hi. Hey. I'm good. Mm-hmm. We made it. Yeah, we did. I missed you guys so much. I <laughs> that know. was such a long time. That was for real. That was like a half a year, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I had dreams about podcasting. Oh, <laughs> and then I'd wake up and I was like, "Oh yeah, never mind." <laughs> if this is for some reason your first episode, hi, this is a phone call between four friends, and we haven't had one in three weeks. Four weeks, three weeks. It feels like way longer. It yeah, sure it's does. Been three. <laughs> Can you hear Mari making weird mouth noises? No. Okay, good. Also, if this is your first episode, you should know we're highly professional. All of our audio recording technology is super high-tech and futuristic, and wow. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like my mic catches everything but me, who is sitting right in front of it. So I just like to check. That's fair. How's everybody's life? It's been so long. Sasha went to Japan. She stopped by here on her way. Then she stopped by Portland on her way out. It was magical. Portland is a fantastic city. Cannot wait to actually spend time in there. Yeah, you gotta be here more than, you know, 26 hours. Beggars can't be choosers. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a lot of fun. Thanks for crashing on my couch. It was the best. Also, Jeremiah is in love with your dog. Mars in love with Jeremiah. Aww. <laughs> it was so funny. I love it. Um, John's been out of town, so I've been a single parent for like three weeks. And um, it's fine. I'm over it. But <laughs> I've been going taking her out it's just been me walking for like i'm sure if you smash it all together i probably walk for three hours every day that's insane well i walk to work too so if i walk to work walk home take her out we go out again eventually later yeah it adds up to a lot so i feel like my like calves are like cut but they don't look like it (laughs) (laughs) But hey. I'll take it. 
I can't believe you guys didn't do that. Blow torch. Oh. Whoa, oh. hey, a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. Like so a full for size those of one? You that are like super ready to murder me. Fucking let's go. <laughs> now I'm like fucking blowtorch certified. I can fucking machete your arm off and then cauterize it so I can machete more of you. Let's let's list off Violet's weapons that she has. <laughs> I don't have a blowtorch yet, but after using one, definitely want to install one. <laughs> Is it install one? Just have it in the wall, like right next to your front door. <laughs> Yeah, like you have the hook for the keys and then the hook for the blowtorch. Yes. Is it like a full size one? It's like a handheld one. You just swap out with propane tanks. But that thing fucking goes. So we have one at work that we use for a specific drink, and it's terrifying, especially because we're behind a bar. And it's like it's like a little handheld one. It's about the size of one of those like keyboard cleaners. You know what I mean? Like Freon can or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you have to turn the gas on first and then you pull a little trigger and it just like straight up shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Blow sure in an open space torch. it's a lot of fun. But <laughs> behind a bar it's pretty pretty scary. Oh yeah. They're they're pretty intimidating. I was gonna teach a girl how to use it today, and then I was like, "Fuck that! You almost cut off your fucking finger in a vending machine." I'm not trusting you with a blowtorch. Wait, is this at work? Yeah. What yeah. is this office? <laughs> oh, since I'm head of safety, I have to like heat shrink all these wire racks, and so I've done like 200. I have seven left. But you can drag them out so you can play with the blowtorch longer. Was she? <laughs> Fixing the vending machine? No, she was just getting something out of the vending machine. She just wanted Cheetos. I can't. <laughs> Damn, there was more to that story, but maybe not. I mean, you're oh. just really excited about your blowtorch. I really am. I've been waiting all week to tell everyone about it. Um, I did have something happen to me, though, and I want you guys' take on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Feed me. Okay, for those of you that <laughs> feed me, see more. Okay, <laughs> enough musicals from me. Um, for those of you that don't know, I previously worked in a coffee shop, uh-huh. and for close to six years, very Damn. long time, too long. Um, well, especially a coffee shop that I hated and I like hated my life and hated everything. So, I digress. So We're I past was- that. I was, like, using uh, this guillotine to cut thermoplastic. One of the CEOs walked past me. Yes. And he said, a lot different than making coffee, huh? (laughs) And I said, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And he just kept walking. But it came off as, like, really rude. Am I being crazy? Am I being sensitive? To me... Because I am a fighter kind of person, very confrontational, it sounded like he was like, you suck at this too, but I'm sure, and if Jeremiah was here, he would say the same, that what he meant was, boy, isn't this different. Well, yeah, Look but that's like a now. good observation. <laughs> well, hi, welcome to white men in corporate America. So that's my problem is he's like a 40 plus year old white man. And I just don't trust him. I mean, I, was... I wouldn't waste my time really 
pondering about it, what he could have meant. He could have been that thing where, you know, were you ever, like, when you walked past someone in, like, high school or something and you just, like, made a face at them because you're like, hi, I know you, but I don't have time to talk. Like, maybe just, I don't fucking, he was like, I gotta say something to this person because I'm gonna pass him. Meh. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I feel like you could really get hung up on stuff if you really listen to what people are trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) So don't listen to people. Is this the advice episode? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're starting off with the advice. Don't listen to people. Oh, but I tell you who you probably should listen to. Um, I was on a walk. I was taking Mari on a walk. And it was International Women's Day. Hold on, I put it in my notes because I didn't want to forget. Um... It was International Women's Day, Women's Day, and I was walking Mari. It was like like 10 o'clock at night, and we passed by a bar, and there was a girl coming out of the bar, and this is a quote. She was like, she comes out of the bar, she's like, had some drinks, so she's like not standing straight up, and there's a guy that comes out with her, and she goes, I know the difference between the white and yellow lines don't contradict me it's international fucking woman's day and he was like i don't need you to run into traffic <laughs> she's like don't contradict me i just thought I it was really that. funny oh, i love that that's very me like i'm just <laughs> i know the difference between white and yellow lines oh man yellow on the left Actually, I'm colored blind. You should be able to tell yellow and white apart, right? Also, the street was a one way, so there was no yellow lines. <laughs> so it was super oh. funny. I love it. Cody, how was your week? It sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. <clears throat> Am I in? A, I have my hoodie up. Let me. <laughs> so basically, you're in a wind tunnel. Hold on. It literally sounds like. You are podcasting from a Swiss Alp. <laughs> I, I, well, like you have a weather there. update for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Cody on the scene down in the upside down. It is going crazy here. Oh my goodness. I have been just like cleaning my house and trying and failing at Bob Ross painting and just trying to get crap done. So... There's no feeling at Bob Ross painting. It's just happy yeah. little accidents. I don't know. Somebody hasn't tried a Bob Ross painting. No, I, I have not a lot of artistic ability in my body. It just, he makes it look so easy. Yep, he just takes his stupid little fan brush and he's like, a tree. Yeah, and on top of that, he stays clean. Like, you should have seen. It was awful. Oh, But getting messy is half the fun. Like, yeah. You have borderline OCD like me. Yeah, exactly. That's a problem. And I had just, like, deep cleaned my house. So oh. everything was, like, spotless. And I was like, I, I can't. I can't. I got to fix this right now. It's driving nuts. I feel you. I went to a new doctor today. So much, like, oh, for what? Uh, just for my annual being a person exam. Fun stuff. Yeah. Not the lady person exam, just the person exam. I like um, that. And I know this is going to sound weird, 
but it'll all make sense. But I was like, I got on the phone with the person and I was like, look, I just want a doctor that's a lady that graduated during the years I was alive. <laughs> that's <sighs> awesome. Because, like, I go to doctors and they're, like, older than my grandparents. And I'm like, look, mm-hmm. medicine has fucking changed. Yeah. Um, anyway, she was like, tell me about yourself, which I was floored by. But the first thing I said is, I like organizing. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I sound like a robot. There's nothing wrong with organizing. But that's the first, like, literally, not like, I'm happily married. I grew up here. <laughs> like, nope, I like organizing. Oh, I love it. But she was great. If anyone wants to know, she, I was like, look, I had a lot of problems with my last doctor. Here's my frustration. And she was like, if your therapist thinks that your depression might be hormonally related, like I will 100% refer you to an endocrinologist. And I was like, why is that so damn hard? Old doctor. Huh? This lady knows me for five minutes. Old doctor. (sighs) Excuse me, old man. Literally old man. Well, that's enough about me. I went to my first doctor. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) Last week's episode was my first concussion. Is this one's my first doctor? (laughs) I don't know why. I went to the first doctor I've been to in like, I don't know, just throw a number out there. Eight years? Yeah, I feel that. That's a lot of years. I mean, I've been like taken to the ER, but. That doesn't count. They're not real doctors. Just kidding. That's if we're an ER doctor. They're better than real doctors. Are you kidding me? Just not the ones I've had that have broken needles in my arm and misdiagnosed certain things that are pretty hard to misdiagnose. But I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? Um, I know that broken needles in my arm are super bad. Wait, I want more of that story. My first broken needle. Oh, I... Your weight, what? That was a joke. I've never broken any needles in my Oh, body. no, I I thought you said your purse broke a needle. I was like, did you, like, slap a doctor with your purse? Like, get your head. <laughs> I've been reading way no. too much Stephen King. Everyone yes. just, just carry close to their chest and, like, little lady form in my brain now. Um, uh, oh, no, I was getting my hepatitis B shot when I was a kid, and the nurse was like, like, kind of laughing at me for being such a crybaby because I was really scared of needles. Probably still am. I don't know. I haven't been near one that wasn't a tattoo needle in a long time. (laughs) Um, um, Which is probably uh, going to lead to the rest of this story (laughs) of how I caught the plague. Um, um, But anyways, yeah, she was like making fun of me and then she sneezed and then went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And I looked over and there was needle sticking out of my arm and then god yeah. I'm so, dead I'm ow. dead now yeah that was awful and then everyone yeah I've had like nurses laugh at me for so much stuff though there was when I was like seven I got poison oak poison sumac and poison ivy all at once and it got in my throat like I was Oof. eating something and it got in my throat and like swelled up and I couldn't breathe and they were like making fun of me because I was upset about it <laughs> No, that's, like, one of the most, like, that's one of the scariest, my mom's allergic to poison everything, so, Mm -hmm. like, if it's in your eyes or your mouth, like, you can fucking die, like, immediately. That's not funny. 
I'm Ew. crazy allergic. They were just like, you know, some kids have cancer, right? And I was just like, <laughs> well, they still have a chance of not suffocating on their own <laughs> fucking throat. <laughs> At least they know they're gonna die. I'm just up in the air, loosey goosey. <laughs> just kidding. Um, everyone's gonna die eventually, but um... <laughs> that's the violet I know. <laughs> there we go uh, but no I went to this doctor he was a real cool smooth talker um, <laughs> I I hate doctors I should really preface that if you're a doctor and you listen to this podcast change my mind like I'm here for it take care of me <laughs> but <laughs> help <clears throat> up until this point I've not had the greatest experiences um, ever but this guy I walked in I was sick and he's like he was taking my temperature and he's like, whoa, you have strep throat. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I can smell it. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's a bloodhound. And he <laughs> talked at like the speed of light. And he was like, what do you think you have? And I was like, I don't want to say it because if it is real, he's like, do you think you have the flu? Because I think you have the flu. And I was like, I think I have the flu. So he did like the flu and the strep test. And he's like, all right, going to lay it on you right now. I was literally in there for like maybe 30 minutes total. With, like, the forever wait time. And he was like, I'm going to knock it out right now. You got flu strain B. I'm going to issue you Tamiflu. It's going to cost you $70 because we're going to go to a real cheap place in Gallatin. Got it? Good. Now, you also have strep throat. I don't know how we're going to fix that. Wait, yes, I do. Plot twist. And he prescribed me something else. And he's like, also, you have a minor sinus infection. So I'm going to prescribe you another medication. Take these Is he talking this fast? Yes, if not faster. At one point, he was like rambling on about this and somehow got on the subject of donuts. <laughs> he told me how he likes Krispy Kreme, can't get down with Duncan because they're too thick. Which I did. Can't get down with Duncan? He really? I kid you not. And then literally, he was like, get feeling better, champ. Here's your prescription. It'll be ready in 30 minutes. Adios, amigos. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, rad. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor I've been waiting for my whole life. I hope you like asked him if you could be like if you could put him down as your PCP. Right. He was dope. I was like I was uh I told him I was like, yeah, I work at this place and he's like, Oh, I've been seeing some nasty cases. And he told me that like this flu strain this season has been getting people and then they think they're better and then they get it again and it gives them like pneumonia and strep throat and all sorts of different stuff with it. But, so, did you have no all thanks. three of those things? Yeah. What the fuck? MTV Real Life. I had them all at once. I don't remember four days. I just, I don't remember anything. Like, it, it's just a blur. Oh, hello, computer. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, that was my crazy week while we were gone. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it was pretty bonkers. I'm not gonna lie. I'll say last story and then I'll shut up for the rest of the episode. I went to look at cats last weekend to a dog. I had a bit of a breakdown, but one caught my eye. And I think I'm going to go back this weekend and get him. Can I come with you? I'm going to probably go on Friday. Motherfuck. Actually, I'm going to name him Boris, but... Nice. <laughs> That's um, so much better than me, Paul. Well, okay, in all fairness, I'll send a picture to the group chat, but he is a uh, three-year-old tuxedo cat, which is hilarious because Sasha has two tuxedo cats. Um, he has a dead eye. <laughs> <gasps> oh, 
Oh, honey. So cute. He just likes to look out the window <laughs> and cuddle. But he's Aww. very chunky. And I'm, I was like, well, if I don't start, like, stop thinking about him, you know, I feel like that's a sign. But everyone there was like, oh, he picked you, he picked you. But they gave me, like, the saddest story. He's been there for six months, and I was the first one to take him out. And I called today, and I was like, is Meatball still available? And the lady was like, yeah, no one's taken him out since you. Oh, you have to have him. So, Meatball, baby, I'm coming for you. The place is really nice, though. They have a lot of other cats. If you guys are in the natural area, please go check out Metro Animal Control. Um, There was a really cute cat named Dale that I was in love with, too. Uh, Checkers is really cute. Uh, Aretha Franklin. Um, God, there were so many more. Diego was the first cat I looked at. He's very, very adorable. But, yeah, so definitely go and adopt because... It's rewarding. What's the name of the place again? Uh, Metro Animal Control. I think go. I think it's Metro Animal Care and Control because I don't quote me on this, but I don't think they're a kill shelter. Their shelter is so so nice. Like I walked in and everyone was like, "Hello, would you like to speak to our cat specialist?" And she knew what every cat's name. She like could tell you everything about that cat. Like. What their favorite thing was, what they like to do, if they were good with how kids. Do I, how do I get that job? Like, I want to be that person. <laughs> you want to no. be the cat specialist? Yeah. This is so impressive. The cat connoisseur? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah. I'm now on the Pet Harbor website looking at freaking cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, check the group chat, because Meatball is sitting there right oh, now. Look at his just... face, though. Like, his body doesn't look that bad. But, like, his face sure does. Oh, send me a picture. Huh? Send me a picture. It's in the group chat. Oh, awesome. Oh. Feel free to crop that picture and post it on the Instagram. I will. I'm going to get there Friday and he's going to be gone. But But that would be good, too. Exactly. Meatball's going to be the last picture of this episode post. (laughs) <laughs> it should be the first no it shouldn't be the first i forget we do a true crime podcast <laughs> it'll just be the fun thing at the end <laughs> and i'll i'll post on instagram if i do wind up bringing him home and everything's set up for him i was ready i'd seen him on the website about two weeks ago and had screenshot of that picture so <laughs> is your sickness the reason you stopped cooking on the oh yeah it hit me like a ton of bricks like hard. Oh, that's another thing. If you follow us, listeners, if you follow us on Instagram at Murder Blows, you you can surely you'll catch an episode of Violet's Kitchen. Because <laughs> man, sometimes I wish I could just smell through the Instagram. It's pretty great. Violet's I feel kitchen. like it's it's huh? Violet's Kitchen. It's pretty something because I'm not a very like. <laughs> I noticed I've... every time that <laughs> there's just a pile of like dirty dishes <laughs> in yeah. the video. Well, like, I'm such a monster. No, you're a real fucking person. Like, heaven for fucking bed, you don't do your dishes right away. That's right. I work 48 hours a week, motherfuckers. Jeez. 
My favorite part is when you have an ingredient in your hand, and you're like, oh, I just put some of fucking this in there. I don't know how much. I just eyeball it. <laughs> my <laughs> favorite part is the dried onions. <laughs> oh, my mom and her dried onions. We're out, so. No yeah. onions for anyone. So, and that's the thing is, like, I love onions so much. Onions and peppers are the two things my mom can eat, but I meal prep for both of us, so, like. That's nice. Not, yeah, I try. And I mean, it, it's fine. <laughs> Sigh. But, but yeah, follow us on the Instagram. I'll definitely get back on that. Um, when you feel inspired. Yeah. And I, if I, you're I, not I, sure yeah. when it's going to happen, she'll usually tweet about it. Yeah, usually. Beforehand. Um, on also, tweet notifications. I'm thinking about making a highlight reel on the Instagram. <laughs> Ooh, so, you should do it by meal, though. Like, it should be like carnitas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll post my recipes. Not that they're anything amazing, but the carnitas the second time. I think it was the second time I've made them came out way better. The podcast, I think, gave me that good energy. And yeah. So go. I'll make you a cover for it. Oh, yes. Violet's Kitchen. Look at that. The, the murder cabinet nope <laughs> i was trying to think of something violet's kitchen is great okay tight it reminds me of like a saturday night live spoof i have been watching a butt ton of saturday night live lately it's like that's all i do and read i've read so much i finished I've... i think since the podcast ended i finished Mis- misery cujo and i'm five hours into i started uh listening on audible this morning uh it's the needful things but i listened to it for five hours straight so damn Damn. not sponsored audible if you want to sponsor us i have already achieved two badges in like (laughs) literally like six hours so also audible sponsors everybody so please yeah i listened (laughs) to a really rough podcast this week oh no (laughs) And and some good ones. I found some good ones, but I can always tell, ladies, if you podcast, just a heads up. I get that it is very, very unnerving to hear your own voice on the podcast. I get it. I get, like, physically ill when I hear mine sometimes. But I absolutely know that you don't talk like this all the time, especially when you're talking about some horrific events. I know there's no way in hell that your voice is like this 24-7. And it really takes me out. <laughs> Unless you're Phoebe Judge. In yep. which case, I will let that happen forever. Same. <laughs> but, yeah. This week on Criminal. Criminal comes to you from the recordy place in the university that I go to. <laughs> that makes sense. But the podcasts I listen to are all about... I don't want to call them out just in case. Don't do that. <laughs> But I listen, I'll make it kind of broad. I listen to four different Stephen King podcasts. Oh, oh damn. That's even worse, too, because it's like, Stephen King read some raw shit. Oh, I know. The audiobook, I was so excited when I started listening to Needful Things this morning. And I was like, oh my god, Stephen King is narrating it. Mm. And then the little boy has like a weird dream about his teacher jerking him off. <laughs> Stephen King is very descriptive. And I was like, oh. 
Okay, if Stephen King says, hearing Stephen King say penis is like hearing your mom say penis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stephen King is your mother. <laughs> Stephen King is my mom, everyone. <laughs> you know Donald Trump blocked him? Yep. I think, like, the night he got elected. <laughs> Stephen King was like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, but anyways, no, Audible's great, please. If that was my pitch to Audible to sponsor us, we would be in some trouble. I have two badges. <laughs> two badges. Do you, I have two so you, badges. Oh, you're listening on your way to work. That's awesome. Yeah, so I listened on my commute there. Well, I didn't this morning because I downloaded it while I was at work because I was like, I'm literally running out of podcasts to listen to. Oh, no. Well, I could catch up on the Adventure Zone, but I'm in a very specific mood of That's podcast, fair. It, but... It's like, Amnesty is very campy, and so, like, until you're ready for that, it's not time. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'll love it. I just gotta you get will, there. You will love it so much. It's very me. <laughs> but... Very sleepaway camp. <laughs> oh no! I said I was gonna stop talking. I just, I just miss you guys, listeners. Aww. I've missed you. I, I miss my podcast ladies here. I just miss this event. Tell us things. What do you got? Um, I had a really weird dream. I'm into it. Um, Zach Bagans. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, this has to be Zach because bagel. We, we've been Snapchatting about ghost adventures for like weeks now. True life. I watched the Bell Witch Cave one with uh, my mom because I was like, Sasha and I have been there. We hated it. Um, <laughs> uh, Amazing. <laughs> more Bell Witch Cave tea on Twitter and Instagram at Murder Blows. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the rocks. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, Zach Bagans was a police officer in my dream. And he arrested the shit out of me. And then we were driving, and he was like, wait, is your mom a hoarder? And I was like, uh, I don't know, honestly. And so, we drove to the house, and he, like, flipped up this mattress. And he's like, oh, my God, you have bed bugs. And I was like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> this dream has layers. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he was like, we got to get this out of here. And then my mom was like mixing banana split flavored ice cream with pistachio ice cream. I mean, not the worst combo. I feel like no. my first and... thought was what a monster. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Zach Bagans was like, I understand now it's not you. This has layers which is funny you said that he didn't maybe he didn't say it had layers he was just like there's more to this and i was like oh shit okay let's go zach bagans <laughs> and then i woke up <laughs> whoa did I you see he, he liked our tweet though what i'm sorry what yeah zach bagans liked a murder blows tweet shut your face which one i want proof I can just look at my phone. Please do. (laughs) I was watching um, Ghost Adventures and me and Violet had been Snapchatting. And, you know, we keep saying Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins. And for the first time, I guess, I listened to the intro of the show Ghost Adventures. And he said, I'm Zach Baggins. 
And I was like, what the? You're not. You're Zach Baggins. Oh, no. Not Zach Baggins. So we've been saying his name wrong the whole time. It's Zach Baggins. No wonder he doesn't want to sponsor us or invite us to his scary place. (laughs) Could you imagine if we're like, all right, now it's time to talk about our sponsor, uh, Zach Baggins. (laughs) His podcast. Zach Baggins. (laughs) Oh, my God, he did. I like how you had already screenshot it. Oh, I was ready. I bet there's a timestamp on how quickly I screenshotted it. (laughs) Two minutes ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was... Yeah. Maybe. Whoa. That's insane. Yeah. So, we're famous now. Hate to break it to everyone. (laughs) Oh, listen. we We got Papa Roach and Zach Bagans onto us. Yes, not sponsored yet by Ghost Adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, sponsored by Travel Channel. Hell yeah! Maybe they can learn how to magically make us travel so we can see each other more. (laughs) Aww, I miss you guys. And I've seen everyone the most recent, except yeah, that's true. So for I know I'm out here all alone now. I think if we ever have a Murder Blows meetup, we should do Murder Blows karaoke. Oh, God. Oh. A karaoke and Ouija board session with your favorite Murder Blows. <laughs> Ouija board. Yeah, but Eric Bell still be there. Yeah, see, he could uh, help run seances with us and whatnot. Yeah. Be tight. Um, Guys, listen, what if they're... So, I'm stuck on this Zach Bacon's thing now, because he liked the tweet that was attached to the episode about him in the Divic box. Uh-huh. Yes. What if he listened? That would be... I would cry. <laughs> but what if... Mari, what if Zach Bacon's listened? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it'd be funny because maybe he's like working his way down and he doesn't know we talk shit about his blue jeans <laughs> in the beginning. Oh, did you see the trailer? Did you see the trailer for Stranger Things 3? No, it released while I was at work. I had no signal and then okay. I got home and podcasted, but I'm very excited. Does it look good? So what I'm doing for July. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. So, this week is Sasha's week, right? It is. As if she didn't have enough to do already. We planned it out perfectly that she would come back from another country and it'd be her week. I've been back for, like, almost a week. So it's fine. Okay. But speaking of mini panic attacks, have you ever been on the sunny, beautiful coast of Hawaii... And realize you don't have a podcast ready for the next week. <laughs> and text your friends violently like, oh my shit, can we record Thursday? Help! And then them to reassuringly tell you that you definitely already have a podcast for next week and to take a chill pill. Yes. That's me. <laughs> I go to Hawaii all the time. I was there yesterday. Right. <laughs> I definitely know what it's like. Hey, for anyone that seriously wants to go to Hawaii, Southwest now flies there. And the other airlines are trying to compete with prices, so it's actually crazy cheap right now. 
damn, maybe I fucking will go to Hawaii. <laughs> she said, don't mind if I do. <laughs> don't. Fine. You twisted my arm. I'll go. Whatever. I hate the heat and the sun and the water, but. <laughs> it's only 70 and the water's pretty cold, so. Oh, wow. Anyway. So where are you taking us? Well, you went to Japan, Hawaii, and Portland, but where the hell are you taking us? The podcast. Oh, oh my God. us to Australia again. Yes. Because <laughs> I just can't get over razor blades. Um, Don't do it. I can't. I won't do it. I was um, talking to Violet. Violet muted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the ghost guys. It muted the microphone. I was like, no one needs it just went shh, 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 shh. <laughs> right no 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 i just want to confirm okay we are recording i tested levels before we started everything is great tight <laughs> 49 minutes in um this case actually comes to us from the magical goo jelly or jelly <gasps> magical goo hello we're sitting there at this amazing brunch place. I would name drop, but I want to go there again, and I don't want to be stalked there in the event that someone finds this podcast and doesn't like me. Um, you want to battle me, because I will probably also be there with a blowtorch. So. With a blowtorch. <laughs> um, Just this... picturing Violet walking into a brunch <laughs> restaurant with a blowtorch in a holster. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for those audio levels. Just, your idea was completely different. I just heard someone coming up to Sasha and trying to attack her, and me pulling out of my Eda bag, <laughs> catching him on fire, and then going back to my donut. I just want you to pull it out of the holster and spin it around your one like pointer finger. Oh. <laughs> And I, that's so funny because I blew on my blowtorch today. And I was yeah, like, you did. Yeah. No one was watching, though, or at least I hope. <laughs> <laughs> For those okay. of you who are not anime nerds, an Eda bag is a backpack or purse with a separate zippered pocket with a clear covering so you can display your pins and keychains inside the bag. Love that. I have two of them. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, this particular establishment serves uh, hot dogs and donuts. So, basically my life was made. That's a thing that's happening. And um, Violet was telling us this wonderful story about this Norwegian death metal band that, w- way too gross. Way too gross. Oh my gosh, um, wait, what's the name of them? Uh, I posted in the group chat. Uh, the movie is called Lords of Chaos, but I think the band was called Mayhem. There's a book about it. But yeah. I've not read the book yet. Last but... podcast on the left did an episode about them. Oh, okay. nice. Sorry. And then Jelly just comes out of nowhere and is like, have you heard of Catherine Knight? I had not. <gasps> and boy, I wish I hadn't. You oh, know? yes, bitch, yes. <laughs> okay. Now that I want to cut out all of these groans, um, sorry. <laughs> no, most of them are me. <laughs> I had to like, so I was listening to another podcast at work to like make sure I had all my facts down, 
And I just had to pause it because I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, no. Um, so I'm going to spoil it. Uh, Kathy Knight, Kathleen, Catherine Mary Knight is the first female to be sentenced to life in prison in Australia. Be a cuez. This is what she did. Um, anyway, everything happens in the city of Aberdeen in New South Wales, which is, I think, one of, sorry, Australia, five territories. Um, New South Wales is also where Brisbane is, I think. And then Sydney is in Queensland. But you know what? I should check a map. Besides the point, um, she was born in 1955. I think this is very interesting, and I wish they touched on it more throughout the story, but I can't really find any other information. But she had a non-identical twin. And never mentioned again. So, that sucks. Um, apparently growing out, she, growing up, she was, uh, very girly, liked to play with dolls. Um, she, there were six kids in total. They moved around a lot. They moved back to Aberdeen in 19, that's too early. No, it's not 1969. Um, and her father worked at the local slaughterhouse. She, Convenient. Right. <sighs> Oof. Um, her temper was always, like, the talk of the town. She was a very angry child, um, but then also had this, like, really sweet side to her where she was, like, everybody's best friend. Um, it was said that her mother had a similar temper. She decided she didn't need no education at 15, the age of 15. So that is a year after they had moved back, if I'm doing the math right. Yep. Um, and went and got a job at the slaughterhouse, ironically, that her father worked at. They denied her first application, but she applied again. She cannot be told no, as we will see in the rest of the story. Um, her first job was just custodial work, and then she got to do the carving later on. Um, she met a man at, oh man, did I not write down this guy's name? Well, this one makes it out alive, so anyway, she meets a man and gets married at 18. Um, it was a Fast and Furious romance. Um, they, as it is said, like, everything at the beginning is like daisies, and it's wonderful, and it's great being in love, and then it just, like, turns pretty fast. Um, everything was cool until she was pregnant with her first daughter named Melissa. Uh, apparently not cool with the fighting and the verbal and physical abuse her husband decided to leave her um with a woman that was also pregnant with his child so wait uh, she's she's abusing her first husband yeah and he's abusing her back it was pretty mutual but then he leaves her for another pregnant woman that also is carrying his child yep wowzers yep so i at this point of the story i was like well who can fucking blame her yeah right <laughs> like ouchie um, so he just leaves. Um, Kathy, not to be outdone, uh, wants revenge, but can't get revenge on her first husband. Um, and so decides to leave baby Melissa on the train tracks. Uh, Wait, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. On the yeah, train tracks? I think so. Okay. Unless I'm wrong. What do you know? I don't know, but I'm disturbed. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, did I get this wrong? I just, 
I just want to give this lady a hug. Well, this no, is I still... Don't. Not like a good job way. I just want to be like... Okay, this is like 1973 at this point. To, to give you an idea, our timeline ends in 2001. Damn. So, um... Yep, she leaves Melissa on the train tracks. Luckily, someone sees and saves the kid. And they send Kathy in for a mental evaluation. That's a good the, call. The mental <laughs> right, right. The mental evaluators were like, no big deal, not a problem. What's so, not a problem? I'm confused. <laughs> her entire existence, apparently, not a problem. It's fine. They let her out. So Kathy then goes to her best friend Molly's house and is like, hey, Melissa is very sick, the baby. Can you drive us to the hospital? And Molly's like, hell yeah, I can totally do that. I'm your best friend. They get in the car, and Kathy pulls a butcher knife out and demands that Molly drives her to her ex-husband's, well, soon-to-be ex-husband's mom's house, which is six hours away. How does she have the baby? I don't know. Who gave her that child back? Australia. (laughs) Wrong Australia. Australia in 1973. I mean, come on. You got look it wrong. Look at America. Um, so Molly's like, sure. And Kathy at this point is like, yeah, I'm totally going to uh, demand that his mom tells me where he is and then I'm going to kill her. Um, Molly luckily pulls over at the next service station, as they so lovingly call it. And manages to get help. They come and take Kathy away again. Um, She goes through another evaluation. And at which point they uh, diagnose her with borderline personality disorder. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, a borderline personality disorder is a disorder uh, marked by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms also often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. People with borderline personality disorder may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last from a few hours to days. So that's what we're dealing with. So after this evaluation where she's diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, um, they have like a quick trial about her holding her friend hostage with a butcher knife. Mm. Uh, and they let her go. Um... within six days like so it's not even been a week so they're like she's fine um she does need medication though and make sure that she takes it so her husband comes back at some point and (laughs) i think it's her her mom or her friend was also responsible for her along with the husband and the the other person, the third party, starts suggesting that it's the husband's fault. So Kathy just full-on punches her friend in the face. Jesus. Is this Molly or a different friend? I don't. I think it's a different friend. I think Molly got her shit together and got out of Dodge. Good, Molly. Yeah. Go, Molly, go. Um, so obviously the medicine wasn't quite working as intended. Um, so, and they got back together they moved to Queensland. She decided that she would also have an affair as payback. Um, uh. And made sure that he would walk in on them in bed. Um, he was like, that's okay, I deserve it. And they had another baby. 
why don't you just run and when you have an idea like that why don't you just run it by someone out loud sometimes (laughs) like hearing yourself say something will make your brain be like no let's not do that i think running her ideas out loud um actually is what got her in trouble in the end oh fun foreshadowing yes um so the baby was cool i believe the baby's name is natasha um (laughs) there's there's a lot of children anyway um and so everything was cool for a hot minute and then uh several violent incidences start happening again um she cracks her husband over the head with a frying pan um gets mad at him for staying out too late and burns all of his clothes (laughs) Um, and then it was the second frying pan incident where it actually split his head completely open that he decided that this marriage was not for him and moved on. That's a good call. Yep. That's okay. Kathy took everything in the house, including the light bulbs and the curtains, uh, and moved (laughs) back to Aberdeen with her parents. That's what we call in 2019, petty. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Also, like... When I sold my first house, they told me I had to have light bulbs. Like, I wasn't allowed to take them. I was very pissed. (laughs) But this is, uh, 20, that was 2018 where, uh, fluorescent light bulbs, or what are they now? The magic light bulbs are now, like, $10 pop, so. Jeez. And if you got a whole house of lights, that's a lot of light bulbs. Okay, a lot of light bulbs, but they last, like, 45 times longer than regular light bulbs. I agree with your being upset. That's kind of stupid. I mean, it's okay. My house came with light bulbs. I didn't need them. <laughs> um, <laughs> My house came with light bulbs. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 1985, so she's back in Aberdeen, she ended up hurting her back and couldn't work in the slaughterhouse anymore. By the way, she got her old job back in the slaughterhouse. She also worked at the slaughterhouse while she was in Queensland. So Busy lady. One track, yeah, pretty one track mind. Um, and so after hurting her back, meets her second husband at the New South Wales bowling club. No, at the, I'm sorry, at the, at a bowling club. She just meets him at a, at a bowling club. Um, and everything was great until it wasn't. Um, apparently this is her story. She told him she was pregnant and he kicked her in the stomach and so she killed his dog oh what? no what the dog Aww. leave the dog out of it yeah just slit the dog's throat um oh my god that's like whoa yeah his story is she <laughs> accused him of cheating and walked outside and killed his dog it's insane um so that's cool she tends to commit suicide at this point uh they find her, take her to the hospital she lives. That's okay, though, because she has another daughter in 1988. I... Lady! <laughs> yeah. Um, she feels like he's threatening her, so she gets a restraining order against this husband. Um, but then she stabs him in the stomach with scissors. Apparently, he didn't need to go to the hospital and was too afraid to press charges. They broke up, they got back together again, and then they broke up again. Is this probably. still the first husband? This is the second husband. The second husband, okay. Yeah, remember they met at the bowling club. Okay, gotcha. So then she becomes 
in a relationship with John Chillingsworth. They met at the slaughterhouse when she worked there 20 years ago, but he moved away but moved back. Because he hadn't been in town, he wasn't really sure if the stories about Kathy were true. And chose not to believe him. Uh, Everyone said that... Oh, the next John is a good guy. Anyway. Um, everyone said that he was a pretty good guy and, like, was extremely positive. Um, and that might be why they had their fourth child. I think it's another girl. Um, and so then the fighting begins again. And this time she decides to stay with Bowling Club husband to, like, rub it in his face. Mr. Mr. John's face, Mr. Chillingworth. Um, apparently, as the story goes, this husband, Mr. Chillingsworth, uh, didn't get along with her oldest child, Melissa. He factually admitted to hitting her, um, and so Kathy broke his false teeth as revenge. When he got mad, she broke his second set of false teeth. I mean, so far, I'm on board with that. Yep. But not really anything else. (laughs) Yep. Um... They had a son together. How many kids is this? I think this one's five. Six? Five. I think it's five and this is the last child. Jeez. Um, so, at this point, she's mad at John. Uh, she gets a restraining order against him and files an assault charge against John. So John's like, I'm going to move to Queensland. Um, he gets a new job. He moves out there. The intent was for... Kathy and the children to follow him and move out there with him. But, like, Kathy went to visit and was like, I'm actually quite done with this, which is probably the best ending to any of her relationships. Um, so she goes back to Aberdeen and starts seeing a new man, John Price. So, John Price is, like, a stupid good guy. Um, like, he split with his wife of 15 years, everything was amicable, she was like, hey, man, can you help me fix my fridge? Like, give me some money to, to fix the fridge. And he just bought her a new refrigerator. Mm-hmm. He would also, like, sneak money into her bank account when he knew she was going on vacation. Like, not that money makes you a good person, but, like, he cared about her. Even after being divorced. Uh, so the arguments with Mr. Price began about a year in. So that's a pretty long, long time and i believe this is the one where she yes okay um this is where she has decided like this one is going to work out so Um, are they they're in a relationship he divorced his wife yes and so now kathy and john price are together wow yep um so i lost my place okay Um, so Kathy was certain that John was cheating on her, so she moved into his house, um, and, like, was demanding that he marry her, but he wouldn't marry her, and his reasoning was that he didn't want that marriage to interfere with the inheritance that his kids would get, which I think is freaking valid. Whoa. Because at this point, I mean, at this point, it's, like, into the 90s? No, late 80s. So, like, they're almost 40, if I'm doing the math right. Like, they're getting old. So, like, you don't have to be married at that age. You don't have to be married at any age, in my opinion. 
but um so then eventually the argument started to get physical as always and this was exacerbated by him john price calling her calling kathy by his ex's his ex-wife's name which is not fair because her ex-husband's name was john too so oh that's awkward in 1988 she decided that she would start getting blackmailed um, and decided to film items that John Price had supposedly stolen from his job at, I believe, the coal mine. I don't think he worked in the slaughterhouse anymore. Uh, one day when he made her particularly angry, she showed the video to his bosses and then invited them over to her house to see the items the fuck how do you have this much energy to do this exactly um the items weren't actually stolen um these were things that didn't come from the coal mine at all or were things that were expired and would have been thrown away anyway like a first aid kit so it was this um first aid kit that actually got him fired they like the bosses looked at the expiration date and they're like yeah for sure this is expired but it is theft and so they fired him that's so shitty. Yeah. Especially since it was like a really good job. Apparently it paid over a hundred thousand Australian dollars in the eighties. Like that's a lot of money. For a first aid kit. Yeah, they fired him for that. Not the that wasn't the price of it. Oh. No, no. He made that much money, which is a lot. Um so, he kicks Kathy out of his house, understandably. Yeah, um, sure. And she moves back in with her parents on the farm. But then John Price becomes lonely and invites her back. No! She did not move back into the house, but said, If you take me back, it will be to the death. <laughs> what, a, what choice words. Choice words. Everything was fine again. It was basically like a brand new relationship until they started fighting over the fact that John lost his job. Because of her! I wonder (laughs) why. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, this is where my note-taking got less professional. It just says Kathy started being an asshole to John's kids. (laughs) So apparently, uh, Kathy started this, uh, like harassing john's kids telling them stuff like john wasn't their real dad um (sighs) just generally being a c-word um and so john was like hey you should probably stop that but he did it while she was doing the dishes um and poor choice (laughs) yeah she stabbed him with a knife in the shoulder um no doctors were involved no police were involved he just stuck a bandit over it so and this is a different husband than the one she stabbed with scissors? Yeah. No, it's a different <laughs> one. A band-aid? <laughs> Ain't gonna do shit on your shoulder, bro. Okay, like, let's say it is... <laughs> it could go one of two ways. The guy's being an idiot and not going to the doctor about it. Or two, Kathy. <laughs> a band-aid? You wanted to stab him and you gave him a band-aid wound? Was it a paper knife? Like, come on. If you're gonna do it, commit! (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I'm so torn here. I know, I know. 
Yeah. I mean, not super torn. She's a maniac, but I wanted to. I wanted to throw in two facts that I skipped over. Apparently, one of her exes now, like, basically lives in hiding from her. Oh. Um, this was the one that got hit in the back of the head with a frying pan. Wait, she's not dead? Or is there more to that? She's not dead. There's There's more. There's your spoiler. (laughs) Anyway, and then the other really weird thing about Kathy was her obsession with her slaughterhouse knives. Like, even after they... She couldn't work anymore. She had them mounted over the bed in the bedroom. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Okay, I know what you all are thinking. I don't (laughs) mount mine over the bed, and I don't seriously brag about it. So stop what you're thinking right now, listeners. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) I know everyone's like, oh, shit. Like, snapses are going off in your brain. Like, oh. Um, For protection. Yes, you're fine, but um, they there's a school of thought that she was sexually aroused by the idea and the act of piercing another human skin or skin in general with a knife, um, and that is called picul. Yeah, it's called picul pic- piculism. In case you were wondering, I was wondering. Thank you. I don't know why there's a word for it. Because it's a thing. More than two people have done it. It's a thing. (laughs) Um, That literally does not come into account anymore. But uh, in 19, back to the timeline. In 1999, Kathy asks her nephew to steal and burn John Price's car. And to throw battery acid on his face for $500 for each task. Wow, <laughs> those you really leveled up on that second task there, Kathy. Right? Yeah, it was interesting because she wanted the car stolen and burned because he knew he didn't have car. She knew he didn't have car insurance. But then she's Damn, like, "Can you also cold. throw acid on his face for me, just real quick, Jonathan? <laughs> real Thank quick. you." Yes. Um, it was about this point she started bragging that she would kill him and get away with it because she was mad or crazy. Not both. Uh, the the story says mad because it's from Australia, but I substituted crazy because. Oh, oh, Australia! I love you. She's mad. She's because she's mad. She's crazy. Yep. Love it. Um, on February twenty seventh in the year two thousand, um, they have John Price and Kathy have another fight. Um, John thinks Kathy goes for a knife and John literally runs to the neighbors and calls the police. Like, if you're that scared... Get out! It's time. Jordan Peele style, get out! So he's covered in scratches and she's covered in bruises. And so when the police arrive, they side with her. And John's just like, please make her leave my house. And they're like, nope, can't help you, mate. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) That's one of those moments, like, I would just start laughing. Not out of being hilarious, just out of fear. But I laugh when I'm nervous. <laughs> yep. So, they make up and go to bed together that night. Okay, because when the police leave, that's the worst scenario ever. Yep. Like, I've tattled on you. At that point, you gotta start thinking, how do I get this woman to sleep? Like, can I go to jail for murder? <laughs> Is it... <laughs> 
can I? Like, I would totally start 180ing and just doing everything I could to trick her into thinking that I wasn't going to murder her first. It would be a murder a thon. <laughs> a murder off? Spy versus spy, but it's murder versus murder. <laughs> Except she's crazy. I'm just trying to get out alive. I'm just trying to survive here. Wow. Okay. Shit. So they go to bed together that evening. With the knives on the bed? And he wakes up at 2 a.m. to her standing over him with her hands behind her back. Oh my god. It's about a knife. She's got a a puppy. (laughs) Ironically, she's got a puppy. Surprise, honey. (laughs) There's no bed. There's no knife. Everything's fine. Um, So John tells these events to his work peoples. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Hold on. She did have a knife behind her back, right? She did not have a knife. She was literally fucking with him. She's literally just sta- leaning over him with her hands behind her back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, who is she? I am terrified of her. <laughs> ah, got you! <laughs> got you! I mean, keep in mind, she's already stabbed him before. Oh, I know! <laughs> He didn't sleep for the next twenty five years. Like work buddies, I can picture him being like a crazy thing happened. <laughs> so by a, weird. By a grill, they're standing by a grill. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so he goes to work. He tells them what's happening. He comes back from work and like strikes up a civil conversation, and they decide that they'll break up. Plot twist. It's really weird. Uh, but Cassie still won't leave. <laughs> and the police are so concerned at this point, they deliver their own restraining orders. Wait, like Australia is like, you gotta get away from him. They're like, you stay away from him, and you stay away from her, and they issue them restraining orders. They're like queer eye for the murder eye. (laughs) For real. (laughs) They come in and they're like, all right, honey, I hate to tell you this, but you gotta go. (laughs) This this is not gonna work. (laughs) Also, I feel like if police officers were like the cast of queer eye so much and like so much better. Oh my God. If I was a murderer, I would turn myself in. (laughs) Make me over. Mm -hmm. Prison looks. I tried to buy these really cute pink striped pajamas in Japan because I was like, I want more pajamas. Ignore the fact that I just get home and wear a shirt. Like, anyway, but he was like, those look like pink prisoner pajamas. And I was like, I'm into it. What? It's an audio podcast. I was frowning anyway. (laughs) Oh, I was into it, though. I really wanted those jammies, but I don't need pajamas. Remember Spark Joy. Hi, Marie Kondo is my new thing. Um, so the restraining orders apparently turned them on because they did the deed and went to bed. I have so many wait, wait, wait. Um, so then they wake up the next morning. Fun fact: it's Leap Day. Um, February twenty ninth of the year two thousand. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so fun. But uh, Kathy wakes up, and he she makes breakfast and lunch for John. And instead of going to work, John goes to the police to get another restraining order. Um, 
But Kathy is on to him and decides to go to the doctor to have all of her injuries recorded and keeps saying he's not going to get away with it. So John gets his restraining order and goes to the pub to celebrate. My God. Kathy takes her daughters all out to eat with her son and asks the second oldest to watch the youngest children for her. Uh... Kathy then goes back to John's house after dinner. They do the deed again. And the next morning, John doesn't show up for work. Okay. Uh, his, okay. One thing. At this point, restraining orders are like Pokemon cards for these motherfuckers. Like, they're <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oddish. Like they're not holographic Charizards. Like, no one cares. Take a drink every time someone gets a restraining order. <laughs> we would be dead. Get a drink every time someone does the deed. That includes <laughs> all the children. Oh, Ooh. we're dead. I left out the part where she beat up her very first husband at age 18 because he couldn't perform after getting drunk <laughs> on oh. their wedding night. Oh. Um, so yeah, they can't get a hold of him. It's now the morning of March 1st. Um, his his workmates are like, whatever, they even like call the police and they're like, hey man, have there been any car accidents? Like, is traffic particularly bad? Um, I think the city population is like 15,000 also. So like, tiny. Hey, police. Also, he has about 87 um, restraining orders out against his wife or girlfriend. We don't know. <laughs> girlfriend, yep. Um, and so then his neighbor leaves and they're like, John's car is still in the driveway. That's super fucking weird. And so they finally call the police about John and they arrive at 810 in the morning. Um, so man, he gets up early for work. Uh, so no one answers the door when they knock. They look through the window and they see what they think is a bunched up curtain hanging from the ceiling. Mm. Um, they go around the house and on the side of the house there's some random meat on the ground. No. Uh, so that's weird. And they decide to break into the back door. One of the detectives <laughs> touches the curtain and all of a sudden his arm is covered in blood. And he's like, what the fuck? Did I like hurt myself breaking down the door? Um, no. The curtain was human skin as, like, a pelt. Uh, I know, my mouth is just open and nobody can see it. (laughs) I know, I was like, the only time I wish we recorded the podcast because my jaw dropped so hard so quickly. Oh, okay. Um, there was no head attached, um, but his torso was on the ground beside it, headless and with no genitals. Wowzers! The weird thing is, there are two dinner plates on the table. The weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking headless, stickless person with no skin. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. That's funny. I hope everyone understands I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, we're all laughing because li- the listeners are laughing because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Everyone's uncomfortable. <laughs> we're all equally uncomfortable. Cody's probably fine. 
No, I'm laughing really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. I was like, and the weird thing. (laughs) Well, the weird thing is there are two full untouched plates of dinner on the table. Like steaks in the side dish. Nope. Nope. What's that steak? I don't want to tell you yet. (laughs) Put another shrimp on the barbie. (laughs) You know what's ironic about that? They don't call them shrimp. They call them prawns. I don't know where that's (laughs) (laughs) from. An American movie somewhere. Okay. Um. Okay. So they call in backup. They start searching the place. (laughs) And they find. his head on the I want to hear those so. phone calls between the cops. Like when they go in and when they have to call for backup, are they like, oh, they're laughing uncomfortably. Just get down in, mate, please. The weird thing is, potatoes made. Okay. Well, okay. So one of the detectives like is on this podcast that I use as a source. I'll credit them in just a minute. Um, and he says when he calls for backup, he says, "Hey, there's been a murder," and they're like, "How does how do you know it's a murder?" And he's like, "There's no head." <laughs> oh God! Your brain just goes to like what you see because you can't comprehend what you're seeing. <laughs> right? Why like, would I'm you pretty ever fucking ask? Sure. How do you know? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm just gonna need you to trust me, okay? <laughs> wait, wait. I have to find the murder. Fonny Malik, Fonny just... Malik would have been like the dog ate the head. The dog did it. God. Okay. Um. Okay. They call for so, backup. What a phone call that must have been. There's a head in the pond on the stove, and they realized that. The torso is missing his entire gluteus maximus. Those are your butt cheeks. Um, oh, no. And that is what has been carved into steaks and are on the dinner plates. His butt? <laughs> she grilled his butt. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm 11. That's... Um, <laughs> the... Each of the plates had, so each of the two plates had a name beside each of them. John's oldest son and youngest daughter. And there was a steak left out for the dog. Luckily, it was untouched. Thank God. Yes. Um, so they are searching the place, um, and they hear snoring. And so everyone is fucking panicking at this point, because they know someone's alive in the house. Um, they find Kathy asleep. They couldn't wake her up. It turns out she was drugged. There were a ton of blister packs beside her. So they just take her out to the back lawn and, like, handcuff her and, like, try to question her, but no luck. But they do take her straight to the psychiatric ward, which is great. Wow, good call. Yep. Um, and then I wanted to put this part in because after Cody's last case where there was just, like, a missing child and no one cared, they, like, actually went and found her children next, so... Um, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, they were at um, the the second oldest sister's house, so no big deal. Thank God. Kids are fine. Um, so apparently, Kathy had gotten into a fight and, like, in the bedroom started killing him. 
and like the detective was talking about you could see like the blood splatters on the wall get like lower and lower as like he couldn't keep going as she oh murdered God. him um so that's a thing uh in the psych ward so six days later on march 7th they give her her charges of fucking murder she said she doesn't know anything about the death but she had to have done it and then started claiming she had amnesia no honey um so her trial starts in august 2001 so this is almost over a year later that's insane what up courthouse um and she had been seen by multiple psychiatrists and they all said that personality disorder is not considered a true psych condition and that she still had control over her actions and that her actions were premeditated. Whoa. I'd so say after the, 27 uh, restraining orders, something was premeditated. Right? I'm yeah, for the sure. They did. She was like, I can get away with it. I'm so also, I'd say the whole, like, at this point. That's <laughs> true, Cody, true. Jeez. He killed himself. Uh, um, by stabbing so, himself. Right. So he the cooked judge... his own ass. <laughs> cooked his own <laughs> ass! Sorry. Don't you guys have got me all wound up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just really want to do the intro. <laughs> the best line. Okay. Oh. Oh, no. Um, the judge, um, the judge realizes that she's going to try to mount a defense of, like, the, the battered housewife, where, like, it drove her to insanity, so she had to kill him, the abuse did. Uh, and so, like, as expected, she enters a plea of not guilty, and so he's like, alright, here we go. But that day, she changes her plea to guilty, and he's like, hold up, and he is afraid that like he's gonna give her the sentence and then she's gonna appeal it and say like she was insane when she changed her mind um and so the judge had the court expert examine her that day and she was like nope everything's fine she's sane and so that like took away her ability to be like oh I was crazy when I said I was guilty oh um, thinking ahead Yep, no kidding. Uh, the court ruled that the suicide attempt wasn't genuine, she didn't feel remorse for her actions, and everything done was premeditated, and she was cognizant of it all. She was the first woman to be sentenced to life in Australia, and her appeal was rejected, and she is still chilling in jail. Oh my god, Catherine! Yep. Woof. And that is Catherine Mary Knight. I hate it, but I love it. What a ride. That was thrilling. Good job, Sasha. Ah! <laughs> okay. I'm fine. What? Now that it's over? Like, that was yeah. a lot. How did I not know about her? Yeah, I had definitely heard of her before. I didn't know a lot of the little details, but wowzers. I knew she was a cannibal. Yeah, I don't know for sure that she ate. They don't talk about if she I, ate or not. If you're gonna sit there and like skin a human and like cook the rump, like yep. you're you're on your way to be. I think maybe if she hadn't peeled herself out first, maybe Oof. you know, take a nap, come back downstairs, have a snack. Oh Ugh. my god! Why didn't she make two plates though? 
Oh. One for his oldest son and one for his youngest daughter because he she didn't oh. like them because Fuck, he wouldn't said marry that. her. You said that. Wow. Uh, my sources are the YouTube channel Female Killers, which I think is fascinating because you don't have that much subject matter. Um, and then Case Files, episode 12. Pretty good podcast. The guy that reads the story is super chill. So. Case Files is one of my favorites. Yeah, their Jonestown episode, it was insane. How's everyone feeling? I mean, honestly, look, this is the stuff that I, like, read, and I feel like my cases are a little, like, twisty-turny, and the more you look into stuff like this, the more draining it is, especially because if you're like me, you do this, like, you'll maybe start on it a couple of days before we start to record, and then you just kind of, like, cram at the last minute and to be that. To literally tell it and then just be like, never want to look at her ever again. Yeah, It's such a relief, but it was so cool to hear someone else tell a story like that and me not have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there was like literally a point where it was like, and she got married again. And I was like, motherfuck. <laughs> I am not writing that part. <laughs> I was like, is this important? Well, yeah, it is. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. That was nuts. I feel like it's. It's interesting because part of you kind of wants to be like, yeah, if he beats you up, do stab him with scissors. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. But then you're like, damn, take it down about 17 notches, Kathy. Not if you, yeah, you can't instigate it and then be like, yeah. There's definitely not a balance. <laughs> no. It's a very interesting. I think the thing that's fascinating, though, is, like, the good side of the borderline personality disorder. Like, apparently she is, like, a total angel when she's fine. Like. Yeah, but. Jeez. That doesn't counter the other side. No, it sure doesn't. Because <sighs> they don't add up. And, like, like, she has five kids. Good. Yeah. How are they hmm. doing? They probably don't want to be no. <laughs> oh yeah. Those are things we like or advice this week. <laughs> I think who needs rules? Obviously not her. Nope. I just I'm glad that we brought that in though because like we've covered female killers that shouldn't have been in prison. And that's just like this is not that case. <laughs> you had no. So, if you think that we hate old white men at Murder Blows, we also hate all murderers, so. Just hate everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it what we like or advice? I don't remember, so I think we should just do what we like. Does anybody even want advice from us? Probably not. <laughs> I think the advice corner is always us, like, trying to take our own advice because we're depressed. <laughs> That's, what it That's like. true. We're just I'm trying to we're it. just trying to push each other through the the next week. Yeah, well, exactly. I got some advice about a thing I like, and I put it on my face every night. And Ooh. that is snap Arcadians <laughs> conditioning cream. That is a sweet segue. Thanks. <laughs> I thought about it all by myself. <laughs> um, it's great. It's very refreshing and leaves my skin silky smooth. If my skin is not silky smooth enough, though, I go to the sweet and salty scrub from Blank Slate Labs. Get and it. I scrub away. I eat a little bit of it, but don't tell anyone. 
I eat meat that fucking lip scrub on the day. <laughs> I don't even sweat it. I, I know don't think Allie, Allie would approve. She's like, please stop. But I'm like, never. But it's fine because all of the ingredients are natural and words you can actually pronounce. And if they're not, the real word is in parentheses. So that way you get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, you know what it actually is. Um, I even do the lip scrub before I brush my teeth. So when I eat it, it doesn't affect the taste. <laughs> now you're just trying to justify you eating handfuls of lip scrub. It's not handfuls. I have plenty left. <laughs> I got plenty. I can't yeah, fit I my hands into the tiny little is that I wish the lip scrub came in a bigger size. But I might be working on that. Um, if you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, Arcadian Grooming is a, uh, well, it's a grooming company that makes, they make pomade, they make conditioning oil, they make like beard cream and shit, and anything that you have hair-wise on your face or on your head, they make something for you. They're at Arcadian Official on um, Instagram, and if you use the code MURDERBLOWS, you can get 15% off of your order, which is a really sweet deal. Everything is reasonably priced anyway, but 15% off doesn't hurt. And the lip scrub we're talking about comes from a company called Blank Slate Labs. They are a skincare company. They have a uni oil that I use every day, in the morning, and then I use a conditioning cream from Arcadian on my face at night. Um, they have a lip scrub, they have a body scrub, and they're she's working on a couple of new things that she sent us samples of, and they're, I'll tell you, it, but... <laughs> not even a little, I can't even say that there's another scrub coming. No, no, or no, no, maybe, no. or maybe something for your hair. So, um, Check out Arcadian Official on Instagram. Check out Blank Slate Labs on Instagram. They're Blank Slate Labs on Instagram. Very simple. Very clean. Um, just like their products. And they're super great. And I use them every day and I love them. Um, you can get 15% off at Blank Slate Labs. BlankSlateLabs.com. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. We love them. Shout out to Allie and Eric Dale. Ooh. I will say Arcadian released a sister product to the scruffy hands and it's the scruffy scrub yeah i cannot wait to order it because it says walnut shell i love the way walnuts smell (laughs) and i'm gonna rub it all over my body i'm gonna rub it all over um i really like I have a coworker. I have a coworker that listens to our podcast. Shout out to Nikki. Hey, Nikki. That's what I like. Um, no, I'm just kidding. She I like your breakfast burritos. <laughs> oh, good. I had the vegan one for the first time, and I was like, okay, sweet potato, I see you. Um, Nikki, I got into work today, and now I am the coworker that everybody likes to talk about murder with, which I love. So she comes in, and she's like, "Have you watched the thing on Hulu about?" Um, Gypsy Rose, and Hulu came out with the TV show. It's got Patricia Arquette and the girl that plays Gypsy. It looks a lot like her, and I don't remember her name, but it's called The Act. And as of right, yeah, right? (laughs) So as of right now, on the 20th, there's two episodes out, and it's about the mom that has Munchausen's by proxy. Everyone know that case? But I was like, it's really popular. I can't wait. They had a, HBO had a documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest, which was really good. But this is a show that's like a 
not dramatized, I don't think, but they have actors playing the people, <clears throat> and it looks really good. Patricia Arquette is, like, unrecognizable. I literally did not know her until... It is, but, like, I seriously had no idea until it was, like, Patricia Arquette, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that in a thousand years. And I've seen <clears throat> I Run on Street 3 with her in it, like, at least, like, 42 times, so... The, so. A non Syed documentary is also on HBO. Oh, yeah! I'm into it. Watching I can learn more. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm into that. I can't wait to start watching that. Woo! Joey King is who plays Gypsy Rose. Yeah, yeah she was in The Conjuring. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. She's in something else, too, but... She's so cute. She's cute. Cute kid. Cute kid. Cute kid. Um, I like books so much. I thought I was doing really good. I made a list of all the books I've read. Uh, June will be my year mark when I uh, started Dolores Claiborne, and I think... At first, I thought I was only going to be able to do six, because I'm starting it um, in July... Uh, so I can finish it before the TV show, or the TV show, <laughs> the second part of the movie series comes out. Um, but it's a thousand pages, but I think I'm going to be able to Damn. do things. <laughs> yeah, I just have been reading, I read Cujo so fast in Misery, and I'm burning through needful things. And if I finish early, I'm going to treat myself and dive into Salem's Lot or Carrie. I've just been reading a lot. Carrie. It's so good. I've read Carrie probably the most, but I have like a year plan. Like I'm going to do it and then The Shining and then Doctor Sleep before the movie. I'm stoked that Pet Cemetery comes out next month. I'm even more stoked that I'm going to see Us this weekend. Oh my god. I'm stoked that there's a new Twilight Zone series coming out produced by Jordan Peele. I'm just loving everything right now. Yeah. Sorry it wasn't just one, but just Spitfire. I love a lot of That's things. That's awesome. I've also been reading. I read Dolores Claiborne, and I read The Diary of Anne Frank, and I read the book Hatchet, which I read in, like, elementary school. Oh, my God. School. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I read... Was, I think that was reading. the original, original idea for I Know What You Did Last Summer. I could be wrong, but... Okay. That's really weird because that title popped into my head the other day and I couldn't think of it, like what it was about. I think. Don't quote me on that. Let me let me do some googling. But I don't curious. know why I just didn't Google it, but I didn't, and I was like, I know what you did last summer. Is that a Goosebumps book? Nope. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Felipe, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and the movie. Ready Prince Jr. Yeah, but Sarah was Michelle there a book? Geller. I don't think so, but let me double check. Because I remember the movie, but I was thinking there was a book. And I'm also reading It Can't Happen Here, um, which is a political, it's about um, nobody thinks America can become under a dictatorship and then it happens. And (laughs) it relates a lot about the political environment today, which is super creepy. 
I know what you did last summer is based on a book. It was written in 1973 by Lewis Duncan. Lewis Duncan. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So much. Yes. I've just been reading like insane lately. Like, I have to limit myself to like so many chapters a day, or I'll sit and read all day and not do anything else. That doesn't sound healthy. I feel like you should be able to read as much as you want to. Yeah. But I have responsibilities. Boring. Yep. Adulting. Boring. Dumb. With jet lag, I have been Marie Kondoing my house. It's great. Um, my closet is so fucking organized, it's not funny. Oh, I love it. Same. I like that when Sasha came to visit me, she said... Marie condoing as a verb. Mm-hmm. I answered something about my apartment, and she was like, "You just got Marie condo it up." She told no. me she thinks it's a cult, but then she continued to do things in that vein. So I think Sasha's part of the cult. <laughs> Jeremiah thinks it's a cult. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with making an organizing list and then organizing it all. That sounds like something a cult leader would say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tiny, pure little Japanese woman. It's adorable. If you want to become a part of the Murder Blows cult, you can follow us on Instagram. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you guys are on fire today. And I think that's it. I think our Reddit is dead. I think our, our Reddit's Reddit dead. Go, Reddit. Go to our Reddit yeah. if you want to have a giggle. I think it was, like, like, episode 11, the last thing we posted on. Like, there's no need for me to try to catch up, even now. Yeah. I was like, look at this article about the Golden State Killer. R.I.P. 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 the Reddit. Yeah, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at MurderBlows. And you can email us. You're too close for comforts. We always want those stories. Creepy stories. Um, uh, MurderBlows at gmail.com. Yes, I have a friend from work. Another friend, Michael, shout out to Michael, who has it too close for comfort. And she's, like, actually writing it out and is, like, getting details down. I was like, oh, you sweet angel. I can't wait. She's got pictures. It's going to be great. I'm nervous. Don't be. Don't be. But, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. This is so much fun. We love doing it. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Yeah. No one's allowed to leave for three weeks ever again. That's been decided. That's fair. Sasha. I'm good with that. that (laughs) I mean, you gotta live your life. It was an interesting, I mean, it was a great trip, but still. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Oh, bye.